0: We're 129 days away from the Braves opening day game in 2023, but it's never too early to do some predictions, some roster predictions. And we're going to do that in a two-part series with today looking at the pitchers who I am projecting will be on the opening day roster for the Atlanta Braves. Really looking forward to getting to this discussion, maybe a couple of surprise moves in there for the Atlanta Braves pitching staff going into 2023. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Also, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. Subscribe to us on the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. Plenty of Braves coverage for you here. A lot of great Braves coverage for you throughout uh, the podcast, interwebs, wherever you get your Braves content. I think the Braves do one of the best jobs of having the team just completely covered at so many different levels. There's so many great podcasts and sites up there. What's up to Knox, the baseball kid? Appreciate those joining me in the chat here tonight live. Appreciate those uh, watching the replay on YouTube. Make sure you comment down in the comment section. Appreciate all of you who listen to me on the podcast as well. That's where we started. That's where I still enjoy listening, but appreciate those who – uh, listen on the podcast and watch on YouTube. You do both. I really appreciate uh, the support that you give the show. On today's episode, we're going to start a two-part series. Today, we're going to predict the opening day roster for the pitchers. I'm going to go 13 pitchers, 13 hitters. So I'm going to predict the 13 pitchers that will be on the opening day roster for the Atlanta Braves, trying to take into account moves that will be made throughout the offseason. Again, we'll look at the pitchers today, and then we'll take a look at the hitters tomorrow. We'll start in the first segment looking at starting pitchers, and then take a look at the bullpen in the second segment, and then get your thoughts and comments in the final segment. Well, let's start out with the starting pitchers. And for the most part, everything should be pretty much laid out for the starting pitcher except for the fifth starter spot. The ace of the Braves right now is still Max Freed. Just finished second in the Cy Young voting for 2022, his second top five finish in three years. So if you don't know by now, and I still feel like there's some people in the national media, national audience that don't know, but Max Freed is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. And I think that's become pretty evident over the last three seasons where he's started 69 games. He's 35 and 14 a 2.68 ERA, a 1.054 whip, 407 innings pitched, a walk per nine of two, and a K per nine of 8.4. So I think he's a little undervalued nationally because he doesn't have that big K per nine total. He's under, you know, nine, and pretty much anybody, if you're under nine these days, people don't think you're a great pitcher, but you look at the numbers, Max Freed is one of the better pitchers in all of baseball over the last three years, and he'll continue to pitch atop the Braves rotation. The question for Max is, do the Braves extend him? Does Alex Nthavis extend him, whether it be this offseason or sometime next year? He's still got two more years of control with him. The other thing to consider is he threw 185 and a third innings this past year. That's a career high for him in the regular season. He got to that total last year when you consider the playoffs as well. He turns 29 in January. Is there another level for Max Freed? Again, we've seen two of the last three years he was top five in the MVP. You know, in 2021, I thought, you know, he could have gotten some consideration as well. Is there another level for Max Freed? Does he get over that hurdle and become a Cy Young winner? I think to do that, we probably do need to see him strike out some more hitters and just have those more overall dominant type numbers, I honestly don't care if he does that or not, as long as he continues to get the results that he has. But a lot of voters will look at that when they are considering, you know, who's the best pitcher in baseball. But I'm just curious because it seems like Max Fried, you know, adds another pitch or uh, focuses more on another pitch. He just continues to grow and develop. You don't really really worry about the velocity because it's not something that he really counts on. Yeah. He throws, you know, hard. And we saw this year, you know, the velocity did tail down as the year went on, but still, you know, he can be effective at at 94 miles per hour. So it's somebody you don't really worry about the velocity. You just worry about the command and and the break on his stuff, that curveball that slider. So, uh, Again, I don't know if there is another level for Max Freed. Let me know. Let me know in the comments section. Do you think you know he has another level yet? Does he? Be, does he win a Cy Young? I mean, he came as close as you can this past year. But either way, he's the Braves' number one pitcher, and number two is Spencer Strider. And I've gone on record and said I think he'll eventually overtake Max Freed as the ace of this team. I have that much faith and confidence in Spencer Strider going forward, but. As things stand right now. Max still the ace. I got Strider as, as 1B, if you want to put it that way. He was the runner-up in the NL Rookie of the Year this past season. And look, all credit to Michael Harris. I don't know how you don't vote for him, and I don't know how you don't vote for Spencer Strider. One of the most dominant seasons we have ever seen out of a rookie. I mean, the stuff that he was doing is truly incredible. The question becomes, how does he follow that up? do teams start to adjust to him more do they start to time up that fastball which seems to get on hitters really quick uh, obviously at 97 98 99 miles an hour sometimes 100 yeah it gets on you quick but there's just there's something else to it and you hear a lot of hitters talk about it and opposing teams talk about it it just gets on you are teams able to make an adjustment to that and does he make an adjustment does he start incorporating that changeup a little bit more to keep hitters even more off balance I think another thing to consider here as well he threw 130 131 and two-thirds innings this past year it's the most he's thrown in a season Um, college professionally can he hold up over 30 starts 170 plus innings do the Braves hold him back at all next year do they cap him at around 170 innings you know it sounds like they weren't going to hold him back this year they were just going to continue to let him ride things out but Again, that that would be a big jump for him in year two, and that's something to consider as well when you think about Spencer Strider in 2023. And then my third starting pitcher is Kyle Wright. I'd have him third in the rotation. A breakout season in 2022, same for him. How does he follow that up? A guy who struggled to really stick in the big leagues for a couple of years and then made some big adjustments at the minor league level in 2021, came on big in the World Series, followed that up, with a really big 2022 season, now what does he do in 2023? Can he repeat that performance? You look at his uh, overall, his advanced metrics. You know, he gave up a lot of hard contact. He was 35th percentile in average exit velocity, 23rd percentile in hard hit percentage, but a 55 percent ground ball rate because of that curveball and sinker. You know, we talk about the hitters that may benefit from the shift going away. Could, you know, Max Freed to that extent and Kyle Wright, could they be hurt by the shift going away? Guys that really rely on, in Freed's case, weak contact. In Kyle Wright's case, you know, hard hit ground balls into the shift. Do we see Kyle Wright take a step back with the shift going away? I think that's definitely something to consider if we see some regression from Kyle Wright next year. And then in the fourth spot in the starting rotation, love him or hate him? A lot of you in my comment section hate him right now. It is Charlie Morton. Look, they're paying him 20000000 million. They're not going to trade him. He's going to be in the Braves rotation. He's the one starter that's really looking for a rebound. Him and, and Ian Anderson as well just did not have a great 2022, and it was really just the inconsistency. We saw good moments from Charlie Morton, but just wasn't able to consistently put good starts together one after the other got to limit the home runs that's really what killed him this past season is the home run ball got to find a way to limit that need him to pitch like a 20 million dollar player and again just need more consistency out of him the braves are paying him to be that guy he wasn't in 2022 they're hoping he'll rebound and will be in 2023 And then in the fifth starter spot, I don't have the Braves going out and getting another starting pitcher. I talked about this in the offseason. I just, it's to me, it's not a major need. If something were to fall in your lap, if Jacob DeGrom wanted to take a a big pay cut because he really wants to play with the Braves, then by all means, you know, go for it. But I just don't see with, you know, the other holes that need to be filled, you know, in shortstop, left field. I just don't see a need to go out and, and spend a lot of money on a starting pitcher. I think the Braves have very good staff as is, and I think they have a lot of good depth. At the fifth starter spot right now, the safe pick for me is Bryce Elder. I think he can compete for five innings plus every time out and give your team a chance to win. I've said for a while I like him as a back-of-the-rotation arm and a big-league bullpen. So For me, he's the safe bet at the moment. Um, now there are obviously other options. Like I said, there's a ton of depth in the starting pitching for the Braves. If Mike Soroka and or Ian Anderson come to spring training and they've made, you know, vast improvements, more so for Ian Anderson making improvements, Mike Soroka just showing he can stay healthy and go deep into games, one of them could very easily take that fifth starter spot. But they're both in a situation where I need to see it. Believe it so they'll all come into spring training. You know, I think they're obviously the biggest upsides with either one of those guys, either Soroka or Anderson, but they're gonna have to prove it in spring training. So, right now, I lean towards the safer pick and Bryce Elder. Uh, Kyle Muller as well, he was really great at triple A last year. I thought he should have gotten more looks, uh, especially with Ian Anderson, was struggling as bad as he was. I thought Muller should have got some more looks. He should have got some more looks with Oda Rizzi when he, he wasn't working out and it was pretty clear. If Mueller can limit the wick walks at the big leagues like he did at AAA A, where he had a 2.7 walk per nine over 134 and two thirds innings, I think you can have a lot of success at the big league level as a number three or a number four starter. So again, a lot of depth there already. There's other guys that I think are in the mix, um, but I'm really happy with the Brave starting rotation. And I, I like I said, I don't think there will be a major move made for in the starting rotation this off season. I think they'll go into spring training with these guys and those are the five i would go with freed strider Wright, morton elder let me know if you disagree in the comment section or the chat if you're watching live who would be your top five right now for the atlanta braves or do you see them signing a starting pitcher this soft season next we'll turn our attention to the bullpen which i think is pretty solid already but a couple of new faces in there that i think have some promise and some upside for the braves next year BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they have it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed need responsibly. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more of BetOnline, where the game starts. Turning our attention to the bullpen, the main core of the bullpen is already set, in my opinion. Rysel Iglesias will be the closer. A.J. Minter will be a setup guy. I think he can close games as well if needed. Colin McHugh, another setup guy, and then Dylan Lee in there as well, somebody who can come in and give you an inning or come in and get a, a tough lefty late in the game. Those are your core four. Now, I'll say this, and I say this all the time, Bullpens are finicky year to year. You never really know what's going to show up season to season. You look at last year, and you thought the Braves were going to be set when they had the night shift coming back, and A.J. Minter is the only one that survived till the end. So while right now it looks great on paper, you got four good guys that you really can trust and rely and that you feel confident in. You never know what's going to happen throughout the season. Does one of these guys get hurt? Do one of them – Regress, you know, does Dylan Lee have a bit of a, a sophomore slump? So you never know, and that's why it's so important to have these guys for depth. that uh, Alex Anthopoulos keeps going out and signing Kirby Yates. I have in the opening day bullpen. The Braves are hoping their investment's gonna pay off. Uh, they've kind of bought low on him coming off uh, injury, weren't really expecting much out of him last year. He honestly. Wasn't very sharp when he came back, which is to be expected. But it's 2023 when they were really hoping to get the all-star version of Kirby Gates and certainly hoping that that happens. I got Jesse Chavez on the opening day roster for the Atlanta Braves. I think he's in there, you know, as a long reliever, you know, garbage time type of pitcher as well as a bullpen coach. Um, unless somebody just comes and pushes him out of that spot, or if they feel like Jesse Chavez would agree to a minor league assignment, um, then I think he's going to be on the roster. But um, I'm going to make an exception to that here in just a second. I also have Dennis Santana on the roster. The guy Braves just traded for from Texas. He's out of minor league options, which is one reason I definitely think he'll be on there. If he can lower his 11% walk rate from last year, and I think the Braves may have found another hidden gem for the, his bullpen. His other metrics look really good, although it's a bit surprising with his big fastball slider combo that he doesn't get more swing and miss and his K rate wasn't higher. Um, but really, just what hurt him was the walks, um, the command issues, which, you know, obviously not easy to fix. But if he can, and the Braves obviously traded for him for a reason, maybe they feel like they can fix that. I think he could become a really good arm in the Braves bullpen. And then my last guy I got in the bullpen. I do think the Braves make one somewhat significant bullpen move this offseason. So far, they've kind of gotten some cheap options that they're hoping will bounce back. And I've had a lot of people suggest this move to me as well. And I think it does make sense to get another lefty in the bullpen. I think they go out and sign Matt Moore. I think they can get him, you know, pretty cheap, three, four million a year. Stick him in the bullpen as another lefty, a veteran. So I do think the Braves go out and make one more move, and I think it is for to get another lefty in the bullpen. Uh, and I think Matt Moore would be a really solid option. Again, a lot of you has, have suggested that to me in the comments, have people on Twitter talk about that as well. And I think it just, I think it does make sense. Look, there's a lot of relief pitchers out there, and Alex does a great job of, of finding pretty good ones on the cheap. So whether it's Matt Moore or not, I do think there is one somewhat significant bullpen move. I don't think I don't think we're going to see Jansen. I don't think we'll see even Kimbrel. Although I think you could get Kimbrel for maybe six million a year uh, if you wanted to come in on a kind of prove it deal. But I think it'll be less than five million. But I think it'll be you know a significant signing for the bullpen. Some other options. I really. I really like Nick Anderson. I had him in here at first, but because they got him on that split deal, you know, they can send him to the minors if they want to and then bring him up. But I do like Nick Anderson and the possibility of him bouncing back. Seth Elledge is another really good arm. He had a two-eight-zero FIP last year and a 12.24 K per nine in 46 innings at triple A. And then Michael Tonkin as well. Uh he's out of MI in minor league options. So I think because of that, if the options thing come into play, I think maybe you could see Tonkin get in, a guy like Tonkin get in over Jesse Chavez. You know, they come into spring training and obviously earn the spot. He was really good at triple A Gwinnett last year, a 3.17 ERA, a 1.097 whip, 48 in a third inning, 16 saves. So a guy with you know closer experience at the minor league level, a 2.8 walk per nine, and a 13.6 K per nine. So again, I think you can you can kick, kick Miss Jesse Chavez off of this roster if you want to. I'm just kind of going based on feeling. I know the Braves love him. I know they love him as part of that bullpen for the camaraderie and the leadership that he brings. But I think there are actually better options in that in, that are available, like Anderson, Elledge, or Tonkin, honestly. Um, but don't doubt Jesse Chavez. You've seen what he's done in a Braves uniform, so. Um, that's what I have in the bullpen. That's what I have in the starting rotation. Again, let me know in the comments, what you have, what's your opening day projection for the Braves roster. And we'll talk more about that next. This episode's also brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need. In order to get certain things you want, the system integrates well into your home and it's easy to self-install. No need to have a tech come out and schedule something or to have a bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, but also... We're helping you make sure everything is secure each day. It can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements and take them with you to your new place. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit SimplySafe.com slash on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Like I said, I think the Braves pitching staff is pretty pretty much set going into the offseason. I don't think we see a lot of major moves on that side in the offseason. I just I don't I hope I'm surprised. I think a lot of that will have to do with the payroll. Obviously, everything kind of has to do with the payroll right now. I don't know, nobody knows really what that's going to be if they're going to go over the luxury tax. Or not on, you know, obviously, if they're going to go over the luxury tax, I think that opens up a lot of doors to get creative and to make some other moves. But until we see that happen, it's just hard for me to imagine them going out and spending significant dollars on a pitching staff when I think this pitching staff's already top five in all of baseball, the way that it is right now going into the season. And there are just some big holes on the offensive side at shortstop and left field that I just think are more of a priority at the moment. But if you disagree, obviously, you know, let me know. I would love to have that conversation with you. Um Hines says, I know the Braves don't need another starter, but Noah Syndergaard for one year, that'd be an easy top five rotation. Uh, like I just said, I think they're already a top five rotation. Is Noah Syndergaard better than Bryce Elder? Is he better than, you know, Ian Anderson? If he gets it together, is he better than, Mike Soroka, if he's healthy, I just, I don't, maybe, and I'm not saying that's not true. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate the idea of Syndergaard on a, a one year, you know, low AAV deal, but we've seen what those back rotation starters get on the open market. I mean, they can get one year, 8 million, 10 million. And are you willing to spend that much on a fourth, fifth starter when you have, if if that's preventing you from making other moves, like I said, if they're going to go over, the luxury tax, then, yeah, by all means, you know, take a shot on a Noah Syndergaard, you know, extend that depth in the in the starting rotation and give you another option. I certainly wouldn't hate that. But, again, it all just kind of depends on the budget. I don't want them necessarily wasting $8 million on Noah Syndergaard when you may have three or four guys who are just as good as him already on your roster and you got other positions that you need to improve on this offseason. Uh Heinz also says the Brewers could be selling this offseason. What if we dealt Ian Anderson, Kyle Muller, Victor Vodnik, and two other lower prospects for Christian Yelich with the intention of having Ozuna traded? Uh, you'd have to, first of all, have Ozuna in that deal. And second of all, I think the Yelich deal may be worse than the Ozuna deal when you talk about the years that are locked up for Christian Yelich. And I read this in a piece on The Athletic today. That Yelich that contract is unmovable. Again, I, I think it's worse than the Ozuna deal. I mean, Yelich is a better player still, um, but go, go, just go take a look at that, that contract. It is a, it is a long deal. There's still a lot of money left on there. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to get rid of a bad contract to get an even worse contract. And again, Yelich is a, a better player, I think, but he's not the player that signed that deal. Um, So I, I, yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see the Brewers trading Yelich at all. Um, Austin Pruitt says Luke Jackson. That's a great point. I do think the Braves will sign Luke Jackson on some type of deal. It may even have to be a minor league deal. I don't know if Luke Jackson gets a full major league deal this off season. Um, but I do think the Braves will try to bring him back in some capacity, but I think it may be a situation where the Braves said, you know, look, go see if you can find a big league deal out there. If not, you know, we'll take you on a, a minor league deal with an imitation to spring training. I think it's going to be that type of situation. It's hard for me to imagine them signing him on a, on a major league deal. Maybe you do some, something similar to what they did with Nick Anderson, but I do think the Braves would like to to bring him back in some form. Uh, so that's a good call. I, I would love to see Luke Jackson come back and him get a, a shot with the Braves. All right, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks for those who joined me live. Thanks, for as always, for the comments on YouTube. Thanks for the listens and downloads on the podcast as well. I really do appreciate all the support. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the Lockdown MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league each and every day. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time.